Hi, welcome to Zero Context, a show where we play through the Zero Escape games and talk about them. Uh, I'm Nate, here with Axe. Hi. Uh, and this is episode zero, where uh, we're sort of going to talk about uh, what this show is, what we're doing, and uh, yeah, just what what is Zero Escape? God can say. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, we'll find out, I suppose. So, uh, for people who don't know Axe, can you give a very high-level overview? Uh, I know you've written down all of these. You've written down all these beautiful notes about about uh, really deep company culture stuff about <laughs> Zero Escape. But on a very high level, uh, what is this series uh, that we're about to play? The Zero Escape series is a three-installment visual novel and escape the room games uh released from 2009 to um i don't remember when uh zero time dilemma the last game in the franchise released off the top of my head but the games 999 nine persons nine hours nine doors virtues last reward and zero time dilemma are the three games in this franchise yeah it's looking like 2016 for zero time dilemma right yeah, and these spanned from the the DS all the way up through uh, the PS4 and uh, Vita, RIP, um, along with Windows. Yeah, so 999 was a DS exclusive. The uh, second game, Virtue's Last Reward, were on 3DS and Vita at launch, which was also the case for Zero Time Dilemma. Um, but then they got various console and PC ports with uh, and also a mobile port, actually, that happened first, uh, which just cuts out all the puzzles. Very funny. Yeah, and we're yeah, we'll we'll be talking uh, more about those differences, I think, as we sort of get to them uh, in the show. Since this is episode zero, um, potentially someone could come here and have no idea who we are, what we're doing. Um, I thought it'd be good to sort of give a quick overview of kind of like what our history is with the Zero Escape franchise or lack thereof. Yeah, what do you know I can about go, Zero Escape, yeah, Nate Kiernan? Yeah, so I can uh, I can go first here, and this is sort of part of the impetus for this show, is I have uh, never played these games. Um, I've sort of just been hearing about them in very vague uh, whispers um, from a lot of people. Uh, these are games that I know about sort of due to their, their sort of critical praise and and fandom but actually know basically zero things about my <laughs> i think i described to you uh my my the entirety of my knowledge is um vaguely that these are uh saw games for anime sickos right, um, right and i yes. guess we'll we, we will see if that's actually correct or not um but yeah i know basically nothing about the games but have been sort of interested in them for a while just as these things that I see uh, talked about and sort of held up on a lot of, you know, best of lists and have been, had recommended to me with zero context quite a few times, but that is not the case uh, for you. And it, <laughs> uh, can you, can you sort of uh, go into a bit about your, your history with this series? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's very unfortunate. What happened to me is that I played um, all of these games uh, within like, um so 999 i played within like the year of its release and then the other two games i like played at launch and kind of was 
as a teenager, right, um, uh, 999 comes out in 2009, also the year of Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> I'm like 12, but I've already played a lot of visual novels, I guess, and I knew uh, Kotaro Uchiboshi through the Infinity series, which is mostly known through like um, Ever 17. It's kind of the, the big visual novel that uh, predates these games. So I was both familiar with the director, who I, I'd kind of put in, like, or people tend to put him in a similar bucket as, like, Suda51, I think. He's a very, like, Quentin Tarantino auteur figure mm. of Japanese visual novels and just didn't end up in the the West so prominently because uh, where's the, where was the market for, like, visual novels in uh, 2003? in the united states yeah it is actually that is one thing that is kind of interesting um i was doing some very light research on these games specifically on 999 Mm -hmm. which we will be playing first and was surprised uh to learn that it was kind of uh, a failure in japan or Mm -hmm. at least like quite a bit below expectations but did surprisingly well uh when it was localized with a bit of reluctance by i forget how to actually pronounce it is it a keys uh axes i think axis axis that that, i mean that sounds more like an actual name um yeah it was localized um had a had a gamestop pre-order perk and everything Mm -hmm. um the big ass bracelet the bracelet's so cool (laughs) yeah um so so kind of kind of a weird outlier um in a lot of ways was also one of the only m-rated games on the ds um right yeah i think it was still sort of continued to be like a weird selling point for a couple other games just anytime anyone would show up Uh, i mean this was like knee deep in the wii era where nintendo was fully sort of family oriented and uh, anytime something sort of showed up that was was quote unquote mature, it was was a big deal. It's kind of interesting that you mentioned the creator, you know, not not really getting sort of the sort of being in the same auteur sort of category of creators as someone like um, Suda Fifty One or, or or Kojima or people like that mm-hmm. um, coming out of Japan, but sort of not getting that. An, sort of recognition in the west because you know visual novels aren't really a thing here mm-hmm. um and this game uh kind of being a weird like breakout point at least in terms of like the scale of a visual novel in the west mm-hmm. um and i do remember sort of vaguely that when zero time dilemma came out which i know we'll talk more about when we get there because i believe there's a bunch of weird development stuff around it but i do remember it being kind of like i knew a lot of people who were sort of highly anticipating it is like kind of like this pseudo cult game that mm-hmm. that uh just finally got its its last sequel which felt very sort of analogous to to how people uh, responded to stuff like uh death stranding or or stuff like just this sort of weird um deification of different like japanese developers um sort of struggling against the forces of of the video game industry to produce their weird mm-hmm. esoteric uh masterpieces quote unquote so yeah i'm very sort of interested to see uh i have a feeling that uh, my reaction to these games is going to be sort of similar to my reaction to most of the games that get lumped in with these sort of auteur creators which is one of uh 
confusion and and uh, intrigue at it existing um, mm. and be feeling somewhat somewhat distressed at the same time um, for some of the choices that that are are being made just based on my my very limited knowledge of this series um, it seems to definitely go in some places uh, that raised raises some eyebrows. Could you, could you, I, I like, am interested in what you expect to happen and what you're talking about specifically right now and, like, what you think. So, so I'm expecting, I guess. Are you, are you objecting to uh, Kinu Nishimura's character designs? Or, uh, like. A bit. Um, there's definitely a lot of anime titties going on mm-hmm. um, in the, in this series, which you know there is a time and place for it seems a bit uh maybe tonally <laughs> out of place for um oh, but it's, also it's like very it's very <laughs> it's it's not out of place i i do think so i think i will talk about this when we, as we encounter it but um i think there are some strange horny things about this game right. um that like are pretty normal and like reflective of like a kind of character and age and demographic that um you're kind of put into place to uh, identifying with as you do with like a lot of video games um you're you're suddenly a teen boy mm-hmm. but um there are also a lot of things that i object to but i i love so if you haven't seen any art of any of these games um have you looked at the cast of virtue's last reward at all uh um, n- not so much virtue's last okay. reward i've seen i've seen most of the characters from 999 i will show you i want to show you like um for for viewers if you want to look up a photo of this character's name alice she wears as a shirt like two dimensional circles they're they're like frisbees as if if they, they were hollowed out which is laying from one covering her neck and then one goes over her chest just enough to cover her nipples and then she is not wearing a shirt otherwise um she has like this little jacket that like looks like it restricts her arms um because of how small it is very yeah it's like a crop top jacket basically yes. to where like even if she was to close it it would like barely barely cover her i don't think she could actually close it to no. be honest no, you um looking at no um yeah and then she's wearing just like a very flowery high high slit uh skirt and high heels um with some sort of like sort of greek egyptian like gold <laughs> lace uh going up her legs it's a very it's a there are lots of choices uh were sort of made mm-hmm. <laughs> with this character um and i think we'll probably talk about that more and all the other characters as we get to them because they all seem real uh deliberate um <laughs> i'll say um, but yeah, so going back to sort of what I expect is, uh, like you said, weird horny moments. <laughs> I think I am going to feel similarly to this game as I do stuff like most of the Metal Gear games to where the sort of tonal difference between trying to be philosophical and have like a sort of mystery narrative mm. hits up really weirdly against the 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 comedy and just random horny bits um mm. um i i don't know sort of to what extent those sort of are are separate a lot of my sort of knowledge of the like 
themes or, or plot or, or like characterization stuff comes from reading uh reddit boards um sort of doing some light research on uh on some sort of memes that potentially could have become the show name which probably thanks thankfully uh, uh none of them made the cut but it definitely seems to be there um and certainly there in the art so yeah that's sort of my expectation is i think i will like sort of a lot of things in isolation but the combination i am i am skeptical in the same way that i am skeptical mm-hmm. of a lot of games by like suda 51 or kojima what's your background with like visual like visual novels from um japanese authors i guess because i think i don't i don't want to get into like saying what's not what is or isn't a visual novel in like the the current like commercial and indie spaces that are happening right right now because that's like a whole other topic that not talking about that just like um (laughs) yeah any any like visual novels from japan that you have read i have read uh parts of higurashi um and i have uh read uh all of head of a boyfriend um and (laughs) that's those are basically my two main uh exposures to it at least ones that i can remember um off the top of my Mm -hmm. head Um, and i have played a fair number of of western but very much like anime japanese inspired visual novels most of which i think are very bad um (laughs) so i don't tend to um sort of gravitate towards visual novels just because i find i don't tend to to really resonate with like the types of stories the content of them the yeah yeah the the, The content where like a, 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 Um, a large amount of them are about like like graphic sexual content with children yes uh visual yeah, <laughs> yeah no i quite I don't, difficult i don't i don't care for it um just as a general rule um it's not it's not really something i i go out of my way for but these games did sort of uh have always sort of been on my list because of like the mystery element and the sort mm-hmm. of horror aspect so i yeah i'm, I'm curious to sort of just see like how 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 much of that is real and how much of it is sort of more anime adjacent um i feel like i see these games talked about similarly with stuff like danganronpa um mm, i which... would not put those games in the same these games in the same box as that game that franchise that accursed franchise <laughs> interesting yeah i i have also not played that franchise so i mm. can't comment on it um but yeah that's that's sort of like i think the big reason that these are sort of uh i guess escaped containment mm-hmm. um from a lot of the the sort of games that i would normally just kind of uh pass over so were there other uh sort of things that you wanted to to go over or discuss um before kind of setting up what episode uh one might look like or sort of what the structure of the show will be um no i mean there's a lot i have to say about like the director koto jukoshi um and his like career but because and like what he (laughs) what he's like noteworthy for in critical reception but i think a lot of that's also like against the content of 
you playing this for the first time i guess right like um and i think those things can kind of come into the picture as like citations as we continue and like actually have like game material to talk about yeah so i mean that's as good a segue as any i think into sort of how this show will work um and for 999 uh it's pretty simple <laughs> um or at least uh, <laughs> right 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 now it seems pretty simple so the way this is going to work for normal episodes is we're going to sort of play through one of the the routes or play up to a specific ending so each of the games has multiple endings um that you can get through doing sort of different tasks in the game sort of standard visual novel stuff if if you've played those and this might get more complicated as as the games go on but for 999 it's not too t- it will difficult. certainly get more complicated it will yeah. or at the very least it'll be it, these games are organized in such a way where it's difficult to state what stretch of possible like possible narrative events you're in so that will be that'll be one of my tasks as we continue <laughs> to figure out what the hell we're doing after this game yeah uh so for 999 we're going to start off with uh, the knife ending um, for folks playing at home. Yes. So if you're playing along, um, you should play uh, to try and get to the knife ending. There are some spoiler-free guides to just sort of tell you how to do that um, in very mechanical terms. There are there are basically five-ish endings. So there will be five episodes of the show, and we'll sort of lead into each of the other endings. I think we can do that sort of at the end of subsequent episodes. We don't need to front load everything. Yeah, the episode one will be playing through the knife ending, and I probably going into a lot of detail about just the game as a as a whole as sort of a first impression. Yeah, I don't know. Was there anything else that we needed to tell people <laughs> at the time if they if they want to sort of understand what we're doing? Um, the, the ideally we will uh, be recapping everything. So if you haven't played it and don't intend to play any of these games, you should hopefully still be able to to listen along and have a good time. I will doing I'll I will be doing my best to describe the events that happen in the video game. Um, it'll be very difficult. Yeah. Oh, I guess the only other thing is that I know you mentioned this uh, at the start um, somewhere, but there are multiple versions of nine nine nine. The obviously the original DS version, and then it was re released on iOS with mm-hmm. some alterations, which I believe is the basis for all the other versions that have been released. But one of the major changes is it takes out uh, a lot of the puzzles that were sort of, I, I believe, reliant on DS hardware. So sort of the, the experience of playing it changes a bit depending on what platform you're on. So I will be playing it on PC through the, the version that was released on Steam. Uh, I believe it's called the Nonary Games. Uh, yes. If you want to pick that up, it includes uh, the first and second game. It's also on PS4, and I, I want to say it's on the Switch. I'm not certain. Um, I will be playing the original DS version um, on my 3DS, mm-hmm. and we're we're talking about mostly the same game. Um, there's like a a late puzzle that has to change because of the physicality of the DS as a thing, and like the physicality of the DS is used to express like a a narrative element um through this puzzle that just doesn't communicate on a single screen um so that's like a a, the major difference between versions these were not the only major differences 
Hi, this is Axe coming from the future to tell you that we're actually only covering the DS version. The iOS version and the Nonary game ports cut out an exceptional amount of narration in an effort to adapt the two screens of the DS in a way that was causing a lot of friction uh, when Nate and I first tried discussing on mic. You can still follow what we're talking about if you plan to play the port along with the show, but you may notice gaps between what you've played and may find yourself be playing a generally worse game. Uh, that's all. Uh, taking you back to the original recording now. I won't have the... We, we won't be covering... I think it's called the syringe ending. Um, it, it's not really substantial. Um, I'm not I'm not particularly interested in it. Um, if, if you, like, watch a YouTube video of it, I'll talk... I'll, like, also watch a YouTube video about it, of it, and we can talk about it. Um, but I don't really see it as, like, a, a important text. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not on this list, so I uh, wouldn't even know it existed um, if you had not... Uh, mentioned it now yeah so that was added in the ios version which like because it didn't okay. have puzzles because <laughs> they cut out like the puzzles uh so like here's a little more and it was um not not really very much more gotcha yeah maybe we'll discuss that if it makes sense mm-hmm. um later on but you know we have a whole whole lot of game to talk about probably coming out every other week ish depending on mm-hmm. you know life events there will eventually be a email set up, uh, which you might be able to find in the description, or you can just you know message on. Yeah, or maybe Discord I'll I'll put or... back in here um, with uh, audio engineering magic questions at critical dot com. Okay, yeah, there there will be an email or some other way um, to get questions or comments if you have those. Um, I believe most people listening to this will probably know how to find us. I think that's it. Anything else? that we need to, to tell people it's episode zero zero context a lot of context for for yeah show, yeah it's, gonna, it's actually going to be quite a bit of context unfortunately yeah good luck if you decide to take any information about this game into your brain <laughs> i feel like it's i feel like the this you put the disclaimer real late in the episode <laughs> you've, you've already it's you've already you've already sort of classic mistake well, put it's, the, put the... <laughs> it's not that disastrous i just think i think playing this game late will, <laughs> will give you insight into like a, a part of games community like culture that wasn't really documented <laughs> very well um and feel very silly about it we'll have lots of <laughs> no one reads books moments in this video game oh oh no <laughs> oh that's that's probably the worst thing you could possibly tell me <laughs> in, in leading up to this like, they're that's fun my, that's my it'll be it'll yeah. be a riot don't worry yeah all right well don't yeah <laughs> uh yeah see y'all in episode one bye